0: You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today is Friday, June the 4th of 2021. Congratulations. You made it to yet another Friday. I am the St. Louis Cardinals mega-fan and your host for the show, Lucas Smith. Thanks for tuning in today and every day that you tune in. Always much appreciated. Sadly, today we do have to talk about an ugly, another ugly, Cardinal loss. Uh, This one one more so frustrating than ugly. Um, A a tough one to swallow, you know, all the cliches that that I tend to use on this show. Um, We'll talk about the managerial decision in the ninth inning, uh, we'll talk about the hit by pitches, the incredible relay that we saw, and the overall lack of offense. But first, I do want to tell you that we are sponsored today by Locker Room. Locker Room is the an audio app where you can come and chat with me, fans, insiders, athletes alike. Locker Room is changing the way we talk sports. Tell you a little bit more about Locker Room coming up a little bit later on in the show today. But let's start with the positive. One of the only positives in yesterday's game. I guess two positives, I guess you could say. If you really dug deep, maybe you could find three, but we'll, we'll just go ahead and stick with stick with two, and one of them being Adam Waynard after he labored through the first inning. Uh, didn't walk him in, but he did hit two. Um, hit, hit, hit two batters. or I'm sorry, hit three batters, my apologies. Uh, one of them to score a run. So again, labored a bit in the first inning. First couple innings, really give up a home run to Winker in the second. Really settled in nicely. Uh, was able to just settle in, get his curveball going, make some uh, per, produce rather some weak contact. Um, we went overall seven innings, eight hits, three earned, four strikeouts. In my opinion, especially at home, enough or four strikeouts. I don't think I said four, but four strikeouts. In my opinion, at home, that should be enough to win. That did not prove to be the case yesterday. Um, as he does get tagged with the loss, and the Cardinals lose the game as well. Um it, it was just a you know, one of those nights that Wainwright was on, and I think it was I think Dan McLaughlin said on the telecast that it was the third or fourth time, maybe even more than that, but maybe five or six times, I forget a high number that Wainwright had received two runs or less worth of run support. So, he, you know, not not that, no, he needs to get more more run support. I don't know where I was going with that. Not that. But it, it, it's just frustrating to see time and time again he, he struggled with run support. Last time out, he got run support, didn't pitch great, got the win. Today, he doesn't get run support, pitches better than he did last time out, and gets the loss. So th- this is just another example of how wins don't really mean as much as they used to. And you could argue that they never met that much, that we just put too much stock in them. And that's fine. That's a conversation for a different time. But nevertheless, Wainwright, one of the few positives in yesterday's game, the only other one that I could really find, to be honest with you, and I, I, I also to be honest, I did umpire last night, so I was unable to watch the entire game live, but I did watch the replay and I did watch the ninth inning of that game live. And I do have some thoughts on that ninth inning and the managerial question marks and you know, I tweeted this out. I'm usually not one to, or I, I am usually one to defend Schilt in most of his decision-making processes. Uh, but yesterday, not, not even just the ninth inning, but his starting lineup was a question mark for me. And I'll get into that in just a, uh, just a moment. But one of the other, only other positives from this game was the incredible run-saving, maybe even at the time, game-saving, momentum-switching relay play that the Cardinals executed. 8 2 Carlson to Edmond to Yachty. That thing, as an old baseball coach used to tell me, that thing was textbook. Remarkable play. Saved a run. Carlson played it off the wall perfectly. Edmond had the wherewithal to get it and fire a strike to the plate, and Yachty picked it, threw a tag down, and they cut down the runner, Rob Naquin, of an RBI. That was fun to watch because I hadn't seen it and I saw this, the replay of it on MLB's Instagram and so on and so forth, but wow. That was a fun play to watch. Probably one of the more exciting moments of the night. Cardinals did get two runs in the first inning thanks to RBI singles from both Molina and O'Neal. O'Neill gets his average up to 280, his OPS up to 915 as O'Neal batted third today. And offensively, the Cardinals just uh, only able to muster six hits. And what's even more unfortunate about that is that all six hits were of the not extra base hit variety. Cardinals not able to get an extra-base hit yesterday. Um, and part of that is credit to Gutierrez, Anton and Sims. Uh, Anton and Sims both worked two innings yesterday, so you have to think they're out of commission for the next, at least tonight, if not the next two nights. So that's a bit of a positive, as the Cardinals might not have to deal with them. But Edmund had two hits, O'Neill had one, Carpenter and Sosa had a hit each. Um, so that that adds up to your six. O'Neal two, O'Neal one, Molina, Carpenter, and Sosa with one apiece as well. That's just not going to cut it. One hit or six hits isn't going to cut it, and zero extra base hits against the Reds is not going to cut it. Cardinals need to find a way to get more offense going. And again, this offense right now is 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 weak. It's weaker when you take Paul Goldschmidt out of the lineup. I know Goldschmidt has been struggling, but he hit a home run yesterday, or two days ago. So, has he been struggling a little bit as of late? Maybe, but he hit a home run yesterday. oneill has been hot. Ardano's been cooling off. Sosa's been cooling off. Rondon hasn't shown you much. Edmonds continues to hit at a pretty solid, solid clip but it's just mind-boggling to me as I start to get into the, one of the managerial decisions that I didn't understand. Why is Paul Goldschmidt not starting this game? Does he need the rest? Does, I mean, maybe he does, but he was pulled out in the second inning of Thursday's game or of Wednesday's game against Los Angeles in the blowout 14-3 loss. He had, for the most part, for all intents and purposes, he had that game off. He did sit. He was out. He did get a day of rest. And with a lineup that's already struggling to score enough runs, you can't take out one of your better hitters. Cold or not cold. Cold or red hot, you can't take him out. And I didn't like how he was used as a pinch hitter either. Not that he was used, but how he was used. I just don't understand why Schultz sits. Today's not the greatest example of this complaint, but there would be times this happened on Sunday against Arizona, why he sits so many starters at one time. Cool. This team is not good enough. They've not been playing well enough to have that luxury. They're only five games above 500 right now. You got to play your best. Guys are going to have to go a day more than they probably should. This doesn't make any sense to me. And again, the managerial decisions in the, in the ninth thing, even in real time, I was sitting in the game watching with my grandfather. I didn't get it in real time, let alone in hindsight. Doesn't make any sense to me. So I've talked about the positives of this game. The relay and Wainwright. I guess you could argue Tommy Ed, Tommy Edmund, who had two hits. But if you see any other positives, let me know. DM me on Instagram, LJ Fastball. DM the show on Instagram or Twitter. Or, I'm sorry, on Twitter, LJ fastball. At the end of the show, on Instagram or Twitter, l1 underscore Cardinals. Email the show, LockedOnCards at gmail.com. I didn't see any other positives. And now I've got to get into the negatives. And that was the ninth inning managerial decisions by Mike Schilt. And I usually want to defend him, but uh, I just can't do that today. So, segment number two is going to be talking a lot about Mike Schilt and his decision in the ninth inning. Uh, but first, I do want to tell you about Bet Online. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action online at BetOnline. Get the latest news, odds, and info for all of your sporting needs, not just Major League Baseball, but also for the NBA playoffs and the Stanley Cup playoffs and your UFC MMA action. So before next pitch tonight, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game Head to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's right. You get a 50% welcome bonus with the promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Locked on gets you a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. I've been talking about sports trade a lot lately. If you haven't heard about it, it's where fantasy sports meets the stock market. It's no wonder this company is blowing up this site really is amazing i frankly can't believe nobody else has thought of this concept before as sports trade truly takes fantasy to the next level their platform allows you to buy and sell shares on your favorite players just like real stocks it's fair and super exciting to cash in on your knowledge of sports they just added baseball to the platform so you can check it out today for your love of baseball making money with sports trade is simple player values rise and fall based on two factors Their performance in each game compared to their projected fantasy points, the more points, the higher the value, and good old supply and demand. The more shares are purchased in a player, the higher their value goes. You can instantly buy and sell as many shares in as many players as you like, just like the stock market. Then watch your players battle and your portfolio value rise. Simply go to SportsTrade.com, watch the How It Works video, and then sign up to get started. Sign up today at SportsTrade.com and discover the fun, exciting, and profitable world of sports trading. This is truly the evolution of fantasy sports. I really think you will be amazed. Don't sit on the sidelines any longer. Get on on the action at SportsTrade.com. So the ninth inning comes up. Thinking to yourself, it might be a little bit of a bleak outlook here for the Cardinals. You've got Carpenter, Sosa, Rondon, do up might be might seem a little bleak i know it was a little bleak for me whenever i was watching but give credit to matt carpenter carpenter got a leadoff hit singled into right field and then this is where it gets interesting you've got three outs to work with you're down by a two you've got goldschmidt on the bench and well, let's think about this before i give you mike shields quote let, let's think about this you got to think you've got your shortstop and your right fielder and then your pitcher spot due up So you're thinking, if you pinch it for either your shortstop or your right fielder, you've still got the pieces in place if you just tie it to go to the 10th with professional players available. Because if you pinch hit Goldschmidt for Sosa, then Goldschmidt goes to first, Edmund goes to short, Carpenter goes to second, easy. If you pinch it just for Rondon, Carpenter goes to second, Edmund goes to right, Goldschmidt goes to first. So the argument, you know, I was was trying to rack my brain. I was trying to think along with Schilt as to why not use Goldschmidt earlier, and that those are the two reasons that I could come up with. That the positional things wouldn't have worked out, but they would have worked out. So you don't you don't pinch it for Sosa. Okay, you call for a bunt with Sosa. Okay, he's been in the majors a while. He's got some speed. He's probably the type of player that has bunted before in his past. He gets the bunt down, and it's a beautiful bunt. Anybody who hates the bunt still has to love that bunt, because that thing was a thing of beauty. Great. First and second. And then with Jose Rondon up, pitch spot on deck. And I get it. Maybe you wanted... Because if you pinch hit for Rondon and he doesn't work out, then you've got uh, you got to bring in another pinch hitter. you got to waste two pinch hitters there. So I get it. You already used Lane Thomas earlier in the game. So maybe I understand that. Sure, sure, sure. But to bunt with Jose Rondon? You bunted once. You pushed your luck. I don't think Jose Rondon has done much bunting in his minor league career. Hit 18 home runs in 2018 at the minor league level in just 80 games. He had hit six in just 21 games this year. Average of 235, on base percentage of 301, and a slugging of 482. Not only did he have six home runs, he also had three doubles mixed in there. This is, if I had to guess, I know he hasn't bunted at the major league level this year before but I'm also willing to bet that he hasn't bunted a lot in the minor leagues. Even in the major leagues, he's running into some power. Six home runs across 42 games in 2018 with the White Sox. Had three home runs in 55 games with the White Sox in 2019. This dude's got some power. That's why he's up. He's not up there to bunt. And the worst case scenario, as Mike Show put it, came to fruition as he bunts into a double play you only have 27 outs to work with you only had three outs to work with at that point and you give one away and it works out baseball guys say okay i'll let you have that one and then the very next play double play Schultz said, We probably don't work on our bunting more in spring tra- We probably should work on our bunting more in spring training with guys like him who don't get many opportunities, but we work on it pregame. End quote. Jose Rondon has one sacrifice in 281 major league at bats. That allowed Lucas Sims to pitch around the pinch of Goldschmidt and strike out Tommy Edmund. Schilt said, Who are you bunting them over for? Well, you're bunting them over for Goldie and for Edmund. Either one can hit the ball at the ballpark, and if they get a base hit, the game's tied. It was a thought process that didn't work, and I take responsibility. Credit to Mike Schilt for taking responsibility. That's fine. I feel like a lot of managers don't always do that. Cardinal's former manager, Tony Russa probably didn't always do that. He probably said, My way or the highway, just like he did over the week, a couple weeks ago with Lance Lynn. But that's still I, I don't get that thought process either. Because a runner on first and second, nobody out, you're not gonna walk Paul Goldschmidt, because that puts the winning run on second base. Whereas even if Rondon's bunt is successful, let's say it's successful and you get runners on second and third with nobody out, or with one out after the bunt is successful, the winning run is already on or the time run's already on second base. You have a base open at first. You're not moving any runners over because the winning run is already at the plate. So, why would you pitch to Paul Goldschmidt in that situation? The Reds are just going to walk Goldschmidt. So, I thought that was an absolute waste of a pinch hitter of Paul Goldschmidt. Sosa, I'm okay with the butt. I was okay with, you know, I I understood the reasoning enough to be okay with the decision by Mike Shield to not only let Sosa hit, but also. To, to butt with Sosa, I get that, I understand that, I'm okay with that. The Ron, it, it's the Rondone that didn't make any sense to me, zero. He's there, he's he's on the major league roster to hit, and again, that's something I say all the time. Once the manager makes a play call, players have to execute. That's yes, that is still true in this situation. Rondone should have gotten a better bunt down. But as the manager, you have to recognize the strengths and weaknesses of your baseball players. Sacrifice bunting is not a strength of Jose Rondon. Unless they're seeing something in spring training that we're not seeing. So once again, to call for a bunt there makes little to no sense. Even pinch hit Justin Williams. Maybe he has a better chance of getting a bunt down. I I just didn't understand the thought process that Schilt had. And again, I'm usually one to defend Schilt, and I still am on the state of mind that managers only affect the game so much. Today, or yesterday, was one of those instances where he affected it, or didn't affect it, enough. That was a bad managerial decision, and he has to own that, and he did. It was a tough one to swallow. It's a tough pill to swallow, and it was frustrating. It was aggravating. That loss hurts because not only is it a loss following a just straight up ugly loss on Wednesday, but it's a loss at home against a division rival that, in my opinion, was a very, very winnable game. Especially in the ninth inning. And you spoil another. another Adam Wainwright start I don't get it this team has to start executing better yes, but I think Mike Schulte also has to take stock and you know, trusting your guys is one thing and I talk about that o- over the uh, the offseason, Schultz has a lot of trust in his guys and that's a big factor as to why he's loved so much, and that's fine trusting your guys also includes knowing their weaknesses and it also includes knowing that you have, might have to look for outside help and John Mozelak talked about that yesterday in a Zoom press conference. And why we're not seeing guys like a Zach Thompson or Matthew Lubertor being rushed to the major leagues just to fill a spot start. And I'll talk about that in a moment. Not to say this game is on Mike Schill. No. I didn't, I never think a manager, sole, just like a player does not solely win or lose a game, a manager does not solely win or lose a game. Once the manager lays down a sign, got to execute. Sign wasn't great, yes, last night. I understand that. But the execution wasn't either. More corner Baseball talk coming up in just a moment. Did you know that Built Bar has nine delicious flavors plus the occasional limited-time flavor? And when you talk to a Built Bar fan such as myself, we all have our favorite flavors. And if you don't know the flavors, here they are. Coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. So yeah, there's something for everyone. And I love me some double chocolate among these nine flavors. Who doesn't love chocolate? If you haven't tried other flavors, get yourself a mixed box where you get two of each of the nine flavors. Every single one of these flavors is covered in chocolates, but they're still incredibly healthy. They have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four grams of net carbs. Every single one of these bars are tasty. Every single one of them are healthy. So order right now. What are you waiting for? Go to BiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKED15, 15 To get 15% off your first order, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BiltBar.com. So one question that has been asked and that I've asked a couple times... Um, I don't think necessarily on the show during a segment, but I have talked about it briefly, is why are you not bringing up Zach Thompson or Matthew Liebertor? Um, and John Mozeliak was, was as, about as clear as you can be, saying we're not going to bring up minor league guys like that, top prospects, for limited innings or a spot start. I understand that thought process. I really do. I'm okay with that thought process. And he said that they're going to look for outside help, including the trade market. And this article is on MLB.com by Zachary Silver. And they need help now. They don't need to look for help at the deadline. They don't need to look for help closer to the deadline. They need help now. They need a bullpen piece. They need a bench bat. They need one to two starters. And they need to move on from one to two, from at least one starter. We can argue about who that one starter they need to move on from is. I say KK. Maybe even maybe you even trade John Gantt when his value's high to get something better in return. Because you're probably gonna get something better for Gantt than you would KK. Maybe. Younger, better season, who knows? But Matthew Liebertour is pitching on Team USA, and if they qualify for the Olympics, they won't have Matthew Liebertour until the Olympics are over. Either that or whenever the Cardinals do call him up, then he'll have to leave Team USA. So that's something that's something that you're not going to have. And if you don't want to bring up a, one of those guys for a spot start, fine. Bring one of them up and send Oviedo down. Because I don't think Oviedo is Major League ready. Maybe these other guys are. We saw Andrew Miller get activated from the I.L. yesterday and Tyler Webb designated for assignment. Great. Tyler Webb needed to be designated for an assignment. An area above 13 and 22 appearances needs to go, and he did. I wish him the best of luck. Some of the options that Zachary Silver listed out are unsigned free agents. Rick Porcello, Cole Hamels, Anibal Sanchez, Jeff Samarja. Don't think that's going to happen. I think a trade market is definitely going to be more of an option. Maybe even some guys that... Um, Silver suggested Kyle Gibson from Texas Brett Keller from the Royals Sonny Gray from Cincinnati or Tigers Matthew Boyd who knows but this team cannot wait until July to make one of those moves they just can't they have to make this move make a move now frustrating loss frustrating times right now for St. Louis and I just have a feeling I have a really bad feeling really bad feeling that Luis Castillo is going to return to form today against the St. Louis Cardinals. What it just it would just be it would make perfect sense, wouldn't it, for a guy that's one and eight with an ERA north of seven to return to form against the St. Louis Cardinals, who are struggling. First pitch seven ten. Excuse me, seven fifteen Central, eight fifteen Eastern. Let's hope I'm wrong, but I just got a really really bad feeling. Before I let you go, I want to tell you to listen to Locked On Today. Today, they're talking about an embarrassing exit for the Lakers. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to follow this podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow me on Twitter at LJFastball. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Cardinals. I'll talk to you again on Monday. Hopefully, after three Cardinal wins. But until I talk to you again... Be sure to stay safe, stay well, and have a fantastic day.